Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers, where tonight I am super excited to have my amazing friend, Jairus Tucker, with us here today. Jairus, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor. I've been waiting for this for a long time now. Me too. It's, it's, it's been one of those things, you know, I don't know about you all, but I could be dead, dead tired in the moment seven o'clock on Monday night hits. I am like full of energy and ready to go because this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about showcasing other people so that they can share their story. I believe we're all need to share our story because we all have something to contribute. So Jairus, why don't you tell us a little bit about your overcomer story? A little bit about my overcoming story is I'm 36 years old and I didn't even know nothing about overcoming or having a story or anything of that nature at all until uh, I was at my last uh, job. I was a production supervisor and as always, I would start out in these companies as a temporary person and I would work myself up. And then I noticed, okay, I came in as a temp. Next thing you know, I'm like the production supervisor. I got my own department. And I noticed as soon as that happened, everybody, the manager, they was like super jealous, jealous. And it was like dancing with the devil. So that was kind of like when I first noticed, like, okay, I'm not going to quit because the money was good. But I was really starting to notice, like, okay, the negativity, the hate. It was like almost dancing with the devil. I could sit in my car 20 minutes before going to work and, like, ponder, do I really want to do this? So that was kind of like the beginning of my overcoming story. Awesome. And what would you say has gotten you over the hump of that? Over the hump is self. You know, once I started working on me, I tell everybody, you know, I don't want to get into religion or politics. Those are two things I stay away from. But when I started looking at myself, I developed a higher relationship with God. And that's just it. Yeah. That, that is totally true. You know, the moment I let God into my life, it's like, boom, things have exploded. Uh, and he, the saying, he never gives you more than you can handle. Without him, you need to add that at the end, people. <laughs> because, you know, we can only go through so much. So I totally understand that. Um, so how did you get out of that frame of mind then that you needed to switch gears and um, you know, think of the job as something different. Well, when that started to happen, I had a lot of issues going on in my household with my family and everything was like coming down to me at one time. And I just started to sit with myself. I'm like, what's going on? I'm a natural overall good person. I mean, I'm not going to bother anybody. If you don't bother me, so I'm like, why am I having this bad luck? In my entire life, looking back, it would look like I would take two steps forward and I would take a step back. But the thing that helped me was spending time with myself. I started just looking at my mindset and my outlook upon every situation. And I started to work on a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. Do you do any type of meditation or anything? Or what did, do you have a morning routine that you normally do? Yeah, I break it down. I love it. Gratitude yeah. is my new thing now. So in the morning, before I really got spiritual, I would just get up, you know, do my little regular prayers and say thank you, like I guess majority of us do. But when you start to look at yourself and you be accountable for your actions, I realized that the God that I'm serving wanted me to do different things. It was like not to just get up and have a regular routine as far as just thinking. Like now I get up, I'm actually, before I do anything, before I check my phone, well, I do it the night before. 
before I lay down, I'm, I'm just thankful of all the little small things, even you allowing me to be on your platform doing this interview, just the small stuff that we take for granted. So when I'm up in the morning, before I go to bed, I just be thankful, figure out whatever it is I'm thankful for. I don't try to force it. If it's just, you know, for life, if it's for the blue sky, I'm always heavy on gratitude. And that's what I will contribute to my success or happiness because now I'm thankful for just to be able to look at a flower and it's almost as if it's talking to me. I, I love that. I love that. Butterflies are my new favorite thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it uh, just a butterfly altogether or is it the whole transition from the caterpillar? Okay, so I, I saw the other day on Facebook where this lady has a, a butterfly tattoo on her hand. And the way it is, it's it's 3D. And the metamorphosis is is how, how why she did it on um, how she was to where she is now she's you know successful in what she's doing and and things like that but before i had seen that post to me butterflies represented um deceased family members or somebody that had you know had passed away and is there and when you need them they come to you so for instance three weeks ago i was walking at work and um I was all of a sudden this butterfly comes up and it hits almost like dings me right in the head. I had a duck. I'm like, and people, you can laugh. I know I ducked at a butterfly, but I'm just thinking. And my first thing was, oh my God, dad, are you trying to behead me? Cause my dad just passed away uh, four weeks ago. So I, I was funny and I, I got a confirmation that it was him. So <laughs> I'm just like, that's crazy. But so to me, when I see a butterfly, I represents, you know, it represents him and it also represents other family members, but it also represents new growth and transformation because now we're all in a transformation season, or at least I am anyway. So my family, um, you know, transforming from what we knew life to be into a new life, um, you know, and, and there's struggles, you know, I, I've, I guess, you know, breaking out of that cocoon and trying to move on, but each each thing that I, I i guess i just described to me is beautiful because um you know at least you have them there and then you have the new life <laughs> yeah. and it's just ironic that you say that because when i started on this spiritual journey i mean you start to for me anyway i started to pay attention to things that were like there every day like you say the butterflies and i would notice when i would say or do uh, particular things, stuff would happen. So I'm thinking like, maybe it's just, you know, but when you really start to look at yourself and you elevate and you stop getting distracted and you focus on one thing at a time, you speaking for me, I can really see the time that I got serious and I said, look, I want to be a speaker or a leader or whatever the case may be. I started paying attention to the signs and it leads me every single time to uh, being on your platform, to speaking engagements, whatever it is. I'm not looking for anything. It's just coming across my path. But I think the major thing is having an open mind and be able to be aware to recognize the signs. That that's totally true, and you know it's it's funny because I I I don't know if you've seen this cartoon that's been on social media where um, 
you know, the guy's like, save me, God, save me. So he throws him a life preserver and throws him, throws him something. Like every time he asks, he throws him something, but it's not what the guy's looking for. So he just, you know, lets it go, lets it go. And then finally the guy's sinking and he says, God, I thought I told you, I thought you were going to help me. And he goes, well, I threw you a life preserver. I threw you this, I threw you that. And you still didn't catch anything that I was trying to save you with. So that guy ended up sinking because he wasn't paying attention to what was right in front of him. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, myself included. I know, I know, you know, sometimes you get into one of those funks and you're not really looking or paying attention or you think that life should be a certain way and it really doesn't turn out that way. And um, so I always have this thing, you know, whatever God has is obviously bigger and better than what I want. So (laughs) it's, it may be no for what I want, but he's always going to give you something bigger. Yeah. yeah, and I just want to uh, veg you back off of that because so many people, what I'm learning that is always the simple stuff. Like you say, like when you hear no, sometimes we get caught up in that no. And we don't understand that that no is just a no temporary. Nothing has happened. It's probably something bigger and better in store if you be patient enough. Exactly, exactly. Totally true. So what led you to your uh, personal development um business i guess that you got going actually tell us about your your shirt there because i i I see you with the shirt what did what is that all about the thing is it works the hashtag that i started with a couple of other people when i first got on linkedin at first it was just kind of like you know thanking and then putting the action behind it and then repeat but i didn't know as we were you know, putting out our content on LinkedIn and so many people were gravitating towards this hashtag. And now, you know, I have a lot of people saying that it is the best hashtag on LinkedIn. But the reason why I like it and I wear it so proudly is because for two reasons. For one, you can type in this hashtag anywhere on the internet and all of my content is going to come up. The next reason why I like it is I wasn't going to say it, but I've been trying to, uh, I'm not going to say trying, um, filled out the application to get it copyrighted. And they should let me know something that like, I think there was like six months wait time. So that was maybe about four or five months ago. So in a short period of time, I will know if I'm actually able to own it, which I did research behind it. And nobody had um, owned it. So they should give it to me. Awesome. Well, congrats. That's awesome. You're the first person <laughs> I told that. So we're going to, I can't say we're going to keep it a secret. I just put it out online. <laughs> I was going to say, you just told the world <laughs> because I truly believe that the world is listening right now. Yeah. And we're, you know, uh, we were talking a little bit about the show that part of what we wanted to do was at least as long as um, we could reach one. Obviously, our goal is millions. But if we could reach one person with our message, that is what we're after. So Stuart says, so very true. I always think my life should be a certain way, but my plans never go my way. (laughs) Join the club, Stuart. You're not the only one, buddy. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I want to touch on something that you said was special to me. When I do interviews or I do anything, you know, even my uh, my signature picture now is me on the cell phone. Like everything I'm doing, I'm like on the phone. And people are like, well, who are you talking to? I'm talking to the whole world because it is that serious when you think about it. Yeah, exactly. So what led you into um, your personal development business then? What happened was, like I said, I, I was just coming down hard on myself because I said, man, I'm a good, I'm really a good, positive person. I just did not understand why I would take a step forward and backwards. So I really wanted to look at myself 
one day, something told me, said, just look in the mirror. So I started with looking in the mirror. Then I started paying attention to my thoughts. And I said, well, okay, you a positive, good person, but your mind is like really negative. Like I really had a really negative attitude. Like even at the job, excuse me, if, you know, I'm saying it's like I'm dancing with the devil, but I realized that I put a lot of energy into that too. So if my employees were complaining to me, even though I'm the supervisor, I'm complaining just like they were. You know, they're like, oh, man, they don't give us this. And let's say, you know, I'm taking that energy and I would have blew it up way bigger. So you got employees watching a guy that they like and respect. They're negative. I'm negative. So what's that going to be? Negative, right? So yeah. I really one day, yeah, started thinking about my mindset. And I just, it was just something simple like, well, I'm not going to quit this job. I was making a lot of money. I said, well, how can I continue to work and not lose my job? So I, I created a game in my mind. I started coming to work like maybe 10, 15 minutes early, being prepared. I started ironing my clothes. I started wearing like button-up shirts. So I changed my whole overall thinking. I noticed the same day that I started that, two or three people came to me and was like, man, what's not got into you? You acting all positive and your employees are catching on. And we started doing our thing from that day. That's awesome. So how many people do you supervise? Well, oh, this was like, I started working there in 2019. But overall, I think I started out with maybe 30 people at first. Then as I got good, I had the whole third shift. So maybe up uh, time up to like 300 people or so. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, Amory agrees with you. Uh, mindset is totally critical. Yeah. And Dr. Christie, hello, Dr. Christie. <laughs> hello, doctor. <laughs> Do uh, how does that song go? I've had that song in my head all week. Dr. Mr. MD. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. You have no idea? Oh, my no God. Man. Okay. I'm going to have to go on Brian's show on Wednesday so he can have it on there. Yeah. Oh my Shut God. Now I feel like a twit, but that's okay. It's my show. I can, I can do what yeah. I want. <laughs> I like that. I love that attitude. <laughs> Someone has got to know that music. Somebody. Christy is. <laughs> oh, we have Kenny in the house. Savor the flavor of you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Kenny has to know that song. You have yeah. to know that song. I know, on, Kenny Kenny. Knows, I know Kenny know this song. <laughs> I, I got to Google it. I got to Google this song. We're going on to the next question. If anybody knows that song, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> so so when you made that, oh, thanks, Ken. <laughs> uh, when you made that shift and that transition and, you know, you were going from the negative mindset at work to the positive mindset at work and people took notice of you did any of your uh superiors notice the shift yeah. as well yeah because everybody noticed everybody i come in contact with so my superiors they took me this when it all started they took me to the headquarters of the company we were it was a multi-billion dollar corporation by the way so we go to headquarters so I'm meeting the members of the board and all the big time CFOs and everybody. And I walked into one guy's office and I want to introduce myself. I'm like, you know, I, I know, I know who you are. You're like the head of the company. So I said, wow, this is such and such. Let me go introduce myself to him. And I knocked on his door. I was like, man, can I come in? I just want to introduce myself. And he looked at me like, man, you don't come in here and sit down. I know who you are. Everybody know you. He's like, I, you don't think I know who running my company? And we went to a meeting and 
the whole meeting was about my progress and how the whole crew was doing. And I'm looking at my plant manager, his boss, everybody, even the supervisors that had worked with me. And they all had the mean look on their face. And I knew then, I said, wow, I'm going to have problems when I come back home. And that's when it all starts. That is awesome. By the way, it was Good Lovin' was the good name lovin'. of the song. <laughs> right. Y'all heard that? Good Lovin' by the Rascals. Someone's got to know that. I mean, yeah. I can't be the only one that's ever heard that song. Uh, we're kidding, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when I get something in my mind, I have to say it or it drives me crazy. <laughs> Kenny knows everybody. And and that's awesome. You know, it's good that um, in, in some places um, in the workforces, they don't recognize that. And it's just like... Um, well, somebody's upset about something. <laughs> um, anyways, um, sorry, they don't recognize, you know, when an employee actually does something good. And that that's good that you were actually, you know, that your boss did say something and recognize that. And I believe that, you know, we all have to be, um, we, we all have to be, when we're at work, we all have to have that positive mindset. You know, it's easy, it's easy to get down that rabbit hole, but to, you know, bring yourself out of it, I think is definitely the key. Yes, definitely is. Oh, uh, did you, oh, you froze up. There we go. You're back. Back? <laughs> You're back. Yes. Got a little technology. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it, it's funny because i we had um co cable internet for the longest time and then we we moved to the about a year ago i switched to the fiber optic internet it's supposed to be the best in the world we've had just as many problems with that than we has of the at the kojiko and i it's crazy but that's a whole other story <laughs> Uh, I'm waiting for them to call me back and get the box so that right. it, because all everything runs on Wi-Fi in my house. Right. But oh well. Um. So, to you, it says here. I'm just reading your your notes here. It says, "Let's break down personal development. What did it truly mean? So, what does personal development truly mean to you? To me, personal development, and this is my theory." And once I continue to build it up, I'm going to put it out there. But this is just a good rough draft. I believe personal development is the study of self. Once you begin to study you, you break off everything else. You understand why you think the way you think. You understand what's wrong with you, your problems, your insecurities. You look at it all. But you begin to pick one thing at a time. To me, personal development is working on you. Like, for me, I had to work on my way of thinking. Even though I was a good person, my thoughts were really nasty, negative, like that bad. And I would notice when somebody would compliment me, the first thought in my mind would be like, something negative. You know, I could take a compliment in my, I wouldn't say it out loud, but in my brain, I'm like, why are you telling me that? You know, mm -hmm. are you jealous? Are you hating? Or whatever the case may be. Now I learn to accept those kind words when somebody says something because even if they have a ulterior motive, that's not, it's not going to affect you. But to go deeper with it, I believe personal development is the study of yourself to ultimately 
get you to realize your higher consciousness and to begin to build a stronger relationship with the creator. Because we all were studying in ourselves. To me, is you're going to, once you study yourself, you automatically become enlightened, you become conscious, you raise your vibration. Speaking on myself, now that I know me, it makes it easier for me to have conversations with other people. I don't get upset that much because I'm monitoring my thoughts. I know what's going to make me upset. I know how to walk on without feeling like, oh, I'm a punk or something. So when you study yourself, you raise you. It makes you a better human and allows you to deal with other human beings better. Exactly. Gabe's joining us. Welcome, Gabe. What's up, Gabe? Thank you for that post, man. That was a good post you did today. Shout yes. out to everybody. Yes, that was amazing. I, I really appreciate you uh, doing that, Gabe. Thank you so much. Um, and I just have a question, Jairus. When you do you did you have a hard time accepting compliments at the beginning? No, my thing was I already knew it. It wasn't like I know I'm working hard. I know I'm doing a good job. I'm staying up, you know, and working like 17 hours literally every day. So I know we're doing a good job. But the thing for me was I'm used to being around a lot of backstabbers. So I didn't know if they were just telling me that to try to do something and stab me in my back because that in that work environment, that's all it was. I mean, it was a lot of backstabbing. Everybody wanted their supervisor position. For what reason? I don't know. But I literally would be in HR like once a month defending something that I don't know nothing about. I'll give you a quick example. One time somebody said I cussed them out like a dog. And I'm like, so... When the HR lady and the plant manager calls me in the office, they're coming at me like they know I did it, like they were right there and they witnessed it. And they were like, why did you do that? And I said, guys, have you ever even heard me cuss? And they're like, no, you ain't never cuss. You the quietest, most nicest person in here. So I said, let me ask you something. If you feel like that, then why not at least come to me and, and get my side of the story to figure out what happened? I don't even know who the dude was. Never even had a conversation with him on that type of time, but it just showed me to not be so defensive. Once I started looking at myself, I said, well, if it are not being genuine, I just got to deal with that when it comes. That, that's so funny that you said that because in my career, in my three-year career of where I'm at right now, and actually, okay, so this is the second time I've been at this place. The first time I was called into HR, I don't know, pretty much on the weekly. There okay. was a lot of office politics and, um, there were certain people that I was working with and they just clashed, like clashed. And, you know, when you have strong, strong headed women all working together um, and I would be called in because they were all tattling on each other. And I was, I, so I was called in to basically just, you know, give my side of the story. I'm like, finally, I said, are we in grade three? Like, I, if I got called in the office one more time to defend somebody, like, we are, this is in grade three. I'm, we're in our 40s. I'm in my 40s. Some of the people are, like, in their 60s that I was being called into the office for. I'm like, can we just all grow up? I, I, I really, I really can't stand that. <laughs> it was just like that. Yeah. So um, Christy says, love it. And I have in that person development is a lifelong journey process. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, hey, Gabe. 
No cussing. Kenny, I think you're a cusser. <laughs> I'll take you. I'll take you to cuss. Don't believe me. Exactly. I know you. <laughs> Never on Twitch. Exactly. <laughs> Don't flip the Twitch switch with Kenny. <laughs> I know, Stuart. I hate office politics. It's one of the worst things ever. <laughs> Especially when you're not a part of it. Like, if you don't play, in, right? play into it, they're going to come get you first. Well, and, and okay, so, I mean, I can create my own problem all, all my own. I don't need anybody else. And I'm quite known in the office for speaking my mind on certain subjects because I believe humanity should be in every workplace. And I believe that fighting fairly for everybody. So when I go to bat, I don't go to bat just for myself. I go to bat for everybody in my office. And I have repeatedly, but not one person has done that back for me. And yeah. and that's okay. I don't expect it. When I go to bat for everybody, I don't expect it back. But it's just um, it's just heartening uh, to see that. And it gets discouraging <laughs> at times. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I totally get that. But we'll get off the we'll get off the bandwagon on that before I get into trouble and somebody at work Christmas. Right. <laughs> Since we are got, on LinkedIn. Since we are on LinkedIn, I am friends with some of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. I never thought of that till just now. But like you said, I'm I'm to the world. <laughs> right. Uh, oh well <laughs> whatever happens happens i would say whatever what happens on the unstoppable overcomer shows he's at the unstoppable overcomer show what? <laughs> like vegas <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is right. i said it it's out there um <laughs> <laughs> so how it says here networking is your passion building real relationships while unlocking new doors of opportunity for many um, human first and share my knowledge experience as a world speaker. What is it normally that you speak on? My journey is the number one thing. And I just find it ironic. Like, why do people want to hear me talk? Why do they want to hear about, you know, my journey of entrepreneurship to success and personal development? But I'm understanding that People relate to me. I guess my energy and my vibe is so real and so authentic that people can say, hey, this is somebody that I can trust. Let me listen to them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like that because if you, if people can trust you, they're going to speak with you, you know, and that's just, that is so true. And I guess, okay, so my thing, everybody comes to me because I'm known as the one, like, I actively care about people. And so I will go out of my way to talk to somebody, especially making the new person feel good, um, you know, it, it, when they first start in the company. And, uh, you know, I, I always say, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Um, whatever, you know, if you have any questions, just let me know. And people like, know, and trust me. And, you know, that's why I get them to engage where they might not talk to somebody higher up in management. Right. And, and then if I feel that it's necessary, for instance, one of the ladies that I work with, um, there was a, a major explosion in a small town to, from where we from where we work. And mm -hmm. it was a gas leak. And she's been in, in a part. Um, 
in the hotel for over over a month, I think, anyways. And the poor woman can't get back into her apartment to get anything. So she's been living out of this hotel with basically the clothes that they had on their back. And the apartment building will only pay for certain expenses, to my understanding. It was, she's, she has a very, um, she's from Mexico. So her, her English, I'm, I'm trying to get, and then with me being hard of hearing, sometimes it's like, I'm trying to grasp what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And to my understanding, um, they're not giving them any money for everything. So the poor woman has been distraught because she doesn't, she's been living like in a, in a hotel, can't get her stuff. You know, she just wants to get her stuff so that she can move on and go get another apartment, but she can't do that. And, you know, she opened up to me about that. And, you know, I, cause I generally care. Like I ask daily, how is everybody doing? I work in a cubicle 12, um, you know, so I'm always the one that I'll even jump up out of nowhere and just say, Hey, how's everybody doing? And like, just, and it, cause it's very quiet. I, I work in like in an accounting background, so it's quiet back there. And it's just like, I should not be a bookkeeper because I am the least quiet person I know. And I like to have fun and, and you know, interact with people. And so they know me for that. So, you know, and th that's why people interact and back with me, I guess. Definitely. People trust me. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. Kenny, come on. Yeah, he's been knowing you for about this for a long time now. You trust me, Kenny. <laughs> I would never do you wrong. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I want to get him on the show. Yes. I think we should have I think we should have a, a petition to get uh, Kenny on the show and to yeah. have Kenny. So Kenny comes. Come on, Kenny. Yeah. What do you say? Will you join yeah. us over here at Unstoppable Overcomers? Because I know you have a, I know you have a good story. Yes, quite Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kenny. You know you want to be a guest. Come on, Kenny. Come on. <laughs> say yes. I had somebody say that if they look into my eyes, they can't say no. So, Kenny, Kenny come, come on, on to the Kenny. show. <laughs> uh, see, Christy votes uh, Kenny in. Come on, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. Say yes, say yes, say yes. That's three, Kenny. That's three. We might be able to pull this off. He's only been on one other person's show, hasn't he? I heard, yeah. I'm not sure. I think like one person. I forgot who it was. I think it was Gabe show. I wanted to say Gabe, but I'm not 100% sure. <gasps> Kenny, you really no. just broke my heart. <laughs> no. Kenny. Kenny, come on now. Please. <laughs> that doesn't work with everybody. It doesn't work with my husband all the time either. I got to I gotta find out a way <laughs> to make this work. Got to find something new. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. So, uh, Jairus here, I'm just looking at the rest. So it says you learn how to become comfortable in your own skin. Tell us more about that. Well, for a long time, a very, very, very long time, over half of my adult life, way more than half, I realized that I was always using other people's voices. I was an introvert. I, I mean, I don't want to use labels, but I could could have been labeled as an introvert. I was shy, 
nervous, anxiety. So I'm listening to what everybody else is saying. And I didn't even know that I had a voice. So to get comfortable in my own skin, when I started this journey of personal development, I got comfortable being me. I got comfortable being quiet, not as talkative. That's who I am. I got comfortable understanding, hey, look, I'm okay with this. I don't like this. And my no, my no now has gotten so strong. Like I can say no now without breaking a sweat. And somebody, hey, you want to do this for me? No. Before, even if I, let's say I had to take my kids at work, I mean, the school at 7, and somebody stopped me at 6.30, I'm going to try to do both. Now, no. I'm not even going to explain that I have to take my kids somewhere. I'm going to say no respectfully and delicately as I can. Now, granted, if that's somebody that I feel deserve an explanation, I'm going to give them one. But that feels so good to me to know how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And even like my mama, we had a conversation. She would tell me, I would just ask you to do stuff because I know you would never say no. You know, she apologized for, and this was like maybe four months ago, like we had this conversation. So even she recognized it as a child, like that was just who I was, but I wasn't comfortable. Now I'm comfortable understanding that if a difficult situation crosses my path to just get comfortable and do what is what's best for me. What's best for my family? Should I say yes or should I say no? So that's what it means for me. I I love that. And as a former, so working on it, I want to say former, but I, I know I'm still working on it. Um, people pleaser. Uh, I'm, I'm a lot better than I was, but I, especially with my family, I still have to tweak it a little bit. Right. A little bit. Right. <laughs> uh, right now, and I'm being really kind not, not that I'm never not kind to my mom, but my mom's going through a rough time right now. So I think, and my mom doesn't generally ask for a whole lot. So when my mom asks, I, I generally, you know, will move mountains to do what she needs done um, if possible. But I, I totally get that. You know, there have been so many times in my life that, um, you know, I would just do it because it was expected. And yeah. uh, being the oldest child, the oldest grandchild, the oldest and I'm known to just, you know, oh, I'll do that even at work, you know, because it's just easier for me to do. It takes me two seconds to do it where to teach somebody else, it would, it would take me like five, 10 minutes. And so, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better at saying no. And I'm getting better at, you know, of course, respectfully. Um, yeah. But, um, you, you know, okay. So I have a question. Have you ever had somebody message you and you're like, Oh my God, in the pit of your stomach, you were just sick. Cause you didn't even want to talk to this person and they message you and you actually put it off answering them because you just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. You know, and how did you overcome that? Well, it happens often, but I hate to understand that if I'm going to be networking and I'm opening myself up, and what I'm learning now by us being putting ourselves on this platform and talking to the world, people only hold you at that standard that you put out. So if I'm putting out and I'm helpful and how can I be of service or whatever, how can I keep looking at this uh, email or direct message and not respond to it? And what I've learned is the very first time that happened, the person that I was ducking has been one of the people who has been one of my number one supporters, who has brought me clients, who has helped me along my career. And this is somebody that I'm looking at them 
I'm not going to call their name, but I'm like, you know, I don't want to fool with this person. Now, this is one of my best, better friends, especially in the business world. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it also depends, too. Like, if you're in a, in a place where you're strong and confident and yeah. you can overtake the world, then definitely. But if you're in one of your moments or, you know, a day that where you're not strong enough to um, handle those types of situations in that moment, doesn't mean it's not going to. I think you should give yourself the grace you need to say, okay, I'm going to come back to this, but I'm gonna, it's going to be at my time because I have a bad habit of when somebody sends me a message, I, I feel like I have to instantly answer it. Well, I don't have to in instantly answer it, but people expect me to because that's what I've done in the past. And now I'm getting better at, okay, when I have a minute, then I'll respond. You know, uh, I don't feel like the instant pressure to, to always have to do that. Well, I'll tell you what happened to me. I got burnt out because when I first got on LinkedIn, so many people, I was talking to like a literally 100 people a day, Zoom calls, meetings every day. And I was just burnt out. I got tired and I literally could not respond to anybody because, you know, my mind would even look, if it, if it would notice I was going to click on the LinkedIn app, I could just feel like myself getting sick. And I had to, I got off LinkedIn for like three months because I was overwhelmed trying to answer every comment and trying to do everything because I was thinking that was the right thing to do. But when you begin to practice that self-development, personal development, I understand, look, it's okay. I know people know me for responding. These other people are going to be okay. So if they're going to ask somebody, why he? They're going to say, look, that guy, he does respond. Maybe there's something going on. So I had to stop worrying about what other people think and work on myself. And to me, that's why personal development is so wonderful because you can – juggle and you know when a situation comes that you're not comfortable with you know how to handle it because i spent a lot of time building my own confidence right and definitely confidence is key you know and i, I totally get that totally get that that's that's awesome so i'm just um We'll be wrapping it up here shortly. I just want to thank everybody that have definitely come on tonight. And I just wanted to know if there's any last thoughts that you want to leave our guests with tonight. Jeremy. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I've never done this, but I'm learning that part of my success in personal development, we briefly spoke on it early, earlier in the interview, is building a relationship with God, right? And I hate to get on because to me, it's not a religious thing. It's just understanding and acknowledging a higher power or um, higher source. But I've learned that when you do that and you seek righteousness and you do the right thing, that's what my life is about now. It's like, okay, I could have did something wrong or you might not have looked at it wrong. But if I choose to take the high ground, especially now, I can see how things are happening for me faster. I'm not saying that like, oh, you know, seek God because you want to be successful. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying every situation, every problem that I've ever faced up until now, by me raising my vibration, I'm understanding that it's nothing. I don't worry about nothing anymore. My mom would have just been like, you just make me sick. You don't care about nothing. I'm like, it's not that I don't care. But I don't, I have very little worry. And I've trained myself now that even when I begin to worry, I don't care if maybe a, a, me worrying about an interview or a speech or whatever, once I get back center and I stop worrying, every time, 10 out of 10 times, 
it might not go in my situation, but it goes for the betterment of the overall situation. Love that. And that is absolutely 100% true. I know that when I'm coming from a place of gratitude and being centered into what mine, I know and my beliefs are, everything works out. The moment I doubt myself or doubt the situation or let my mind go, <laughs> you know, that's when I step into a pile, big giant pile of doggy do yes. that is just steaming. And, um, you know, and I, and I, and I like that. And to me, it's not about religion. It's about having a relationship for me. Uh, that just me personally, and that's what I'm speaking from my experiences only. And um, I have <laughs> um, in my lifetime come across judgmental Christian people, which have really um, did a number on me back when I was not confident enough to, to brush that off. And um, it's unfortunate that that happened, but it also made me realize that I don't want to be in a religion. I want to be in a relationship with my God. And, and that is what gets me through. Um, you know, it's, yes, it's great to, to have that uh, kinship and, and that relationship with other Christians. That's absolutely key too, I, I believe. But as long as you're plugged into the, your source and you know that that is where your help comes from, to me, that makes a difference in everything, yeah. you know, and, and I totally love that you said that. And I go one step further before we wrap it up. Everything that I'm doing now, even you and I having this conversation over live, is something that I wanted to do since a child. I always thought about being a speaker or an entertainer. I just didn't know what level. I thought it might have been like a rapper or something like that. But when I really started aligning myself and vibrating higher, things started to come. But I tell you, I don't know how. I don't ask people for too much. I just set my intentions with pure intentions. And things started to fall. So me doing this interview with you, this is a big deal for me. Like, everybody knows, like, he, got, he ready to go do his interview? Yes. Like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I am successful now. I have created a different mindset. I have almost for lack of a better word, created my own reality. I mean, I think it's safe to say that. I'm doing what I dreamed of doing, and it's happening. As I'm talking to you, my life is unfolding the way I set it out to. Now, it doesn't go every way I wanted to go, but just by me being a speaker, me sharing my story, this is what I wanted to do, and now it's happening. That's funny that you said that, because to be quite honest, growing up, this is not what I wanted to do. But I know this is what I'm called to do because I was the girl that was in the corner that didn't want any attention put to her. And, but I was just, you know, I was that shy girl. I was bullied all through school. So, I mean, I didn't want to be the center of attention because if you're the center of attention, then they're bothering you and they're bugging you and they're bullying you. Right. So then I developed this attitude, I guess, where, We'll call it the Kenny Dunner attitude. Right. 
<laughs> I'm not going to do the hand gesture, but you know what I'm saying. I had that attitude. Well, like, screw you to the world, right? Right. Uh, because I'm like, I had so many years of being mistreated and bullied and belittled and whatever. And then you, you develop that attitude because you're sick and tired of it. And then, you know, and then after being in an abusive relationship, being verbally and mentally tortured, uh, you know, but it, it starts off small. So, and then they make you think that it's your fault. And then, okay, yes, I allowed it for as long as I allowed it because I didn't really know. But then I'll take, for, I'll take full responsibility for that. Absolutely. So I allowed it until I didn't allow it anymore. Until God came in and said, girl, you are done and took me out of it. And that's why now, and then it's like, you should share your story. So then for six years, I, I even talked to girlfriends and I'm like, I should write a book about my story. I mean, like, there's just so much. And she goes, well, yeah, you should. And I said, well, who's going to read it? She said, I, I'll read it. The first person to buy my book was my husband's ex-wife. The second person to buy my book was my girlfriend. <laughs> so I, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing because God said, I had you go through all of this for a reason. And it was to help other people. And by not sharing our story, like we are connected to people that we don't even know. And by keeping our mouth shut, we are doing a disservice to other people, you know, and that's why you are now stepping into your purpose uh, and your plan jars. And that's why I am stepping into my purpose and my plan, because this is small potatoes right now, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm here to tell you that this show is changing very soon. I can't give too many details, but we are expanding and eventually it will be on TV. I'm just putting it out there because it's going to happen. There's new fundamentals coming in. There's more people going to be added to the show. And it's going to be bigger and better than you ever expected. So keep listening in. Keep bringing your friends in. And, and you know, this is why I love it. Because I want to showcase people. Like, not everybody knows who Jairus Tucker is. But I want the world to know how amazing Jairus Tucker is. And, you know, by sh coming on here, sharing his story, you know. Yeah, it would be awesome to have Tom Brady on here. And he's going to be on the show. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome when Jack Canfield comes on the show. And it's going to be awesome when Oprah Winfrey comes on the show. And it's going to be awesome when Mel Robbins comes on the show. But we're also going to have people like Jairus, who is just starting out, who is going to be the next. What's Who's the who's a really good speaker? I like oh, Eric Thomas, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yes, I was thinking Tony Robbins. Jairus is the next Tony Robbins. Jairus is just getting started, people. And this is what I love. This is what I love. Yeah, because we're all growing together. It's just like, you know, when they say that, um, I saw a saying the other day that um, kids, you realize that your parents are growing up along with you. And I never really thought of it that way. And if you think about it, that is so true. Like we grew up with our parents and now your kids are growing up with you. Yeah. So <laughs> that is so awesome. And five, 10 years from now, like seriously, or actually, cause God can change it like that. Yeah. So just like that, you know, Jairus is the next Tony Robbins. And I'm going I'm to be very brief. Everything you said resonated with me from you saying you go have Oprah on your show. Like 
people don't know how this vibration and how the spiritual it really works. Like I was thinking the same thing. Like, I cannot wait to get on Oprah's couch. And then you mentioned Oprah. Then I tell everybody, I share my story because I know somebody needs to hear that it's a guy that's just like me and he wants to be this. But I thought, you know, selling drugs was cool or working at a factory was what. But if I see Jairus or Dorothy, they share this story and she's talking about this, then I want to do it too. And that's what it's all about. So I just appreciate you giving me some confirmation that you didn't even know I was looking for. You didn't know I never told you about Oprah, but I know in my brain, nobody can't tell me. I'm going to be sitting on Oprah's sofa explaining my story the same way I was on your platform. So thank you. You're more than welcome. And you know what? I've said for the last six months, I've been speaking out that I will be the next Oprah. All right. All right. <laughs> So it's it's funny because I, her name has come up so many times in my in the last six months for myself and and everything like that and I'm truly speaking out these people will all be on the show and um, you know it's 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 going to happen and it's going it's going to TV and we're going to be the number one we're first of all we're reaching the number one podcast in all the world very shortly we will be reaching that and then we're going to television. I, I speak it. it. I'm speaking it out. It. It's gonna happen. I love it. My husband thinks I'm crazy when I talk like that, but that's okay. It's okay. I I just like I am who I am. God made me this way. You know, I, I bring fun into every situation. Like, you know, and, and that's what that's what people need. People need yeah. fun. People need to laugh. Like when was the last time you actually belly got laughed? Like seriously. Yeah. I mean, now that I'm Right, raising my vibration. That's all I'm doing is just less. Somebody told me the other day, they said, man, it is not that funny. And I'm thinking in my head, yes, it is. You don't know. I'm laughing away pain. I'm laughing away all that negative energy off of me. Now, all I'm doing is having fun, learning, growing, spreading love, kindness, and positivity. And I'm laughing every single moment I get. Amen. Keep on laughing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If I can tell jokes on my dad's deathbed, anything can happen. Let me tell you. <laughs> anything can happen. Anything can happen. I try and find my dad. My dad would have totally appreciated all of that. We have a very dry Scottish sense of humor. So my dad would have appreciated everything that I said. It was probably laughing uh, at me, you know, in his, in, <laughs> when he's in his dr drug induced uh sleep that he was in but it's just like but that's why not why not bring laughter why not bring joy why not bring all i mean there's so much sadness let's just bring on the fun stuff let me tell you something daughter. i'm 36 i did not know i was about 32 maybe all up until my life over half my life i didn't know that spreading kindness and positivity i had no idea where we grew up, we didn't talk about being kind, being nice, smiling, like it wasn't that type of party. Now I'm like, where has this knowledge been my whole life? Like when you spread, when you show gratitude, appreciation, kindness, and love, and you mix it up, something good has to come out of that. It's a, I, I will put it on a dollar that it's a scientific proven fact. And when you align yourself, you're putting good out there, you're going to get it back. And, and nobody can't tell me no different.
I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Wow. Okay. So you know what the top, okay. So one of the top 20 rules is for being on the Oprah Winfrey show is you have to come back 10 years from now. So 10 years from now, Janice, you have to come back onto the show, if not sooner, but for yeah. sure, 10 years from now, you have to come back and we have to see where we're at 10 years from now. Yeah. I would love to do that. Just amazing. Just thinking about it. Just, I try to be in the present, but when I do sneak into the future, it's going to be amazing. It is amazing. And and the other, the other thing is if you cook, you have to cook on this, her show. Uh, you have to be real. You have to be raw and you have to be authentic. Those are the rules to be on her show. 20. And trust me, I, I had, I thought I had them typed out somewhere. Uh, if not, I got to retype it out but I have it. And those are the rules and the principles to be on the unstoppable overcomer show. Gotcha. That's, it's, it's headed that way. The new, I'm bringing new dynamics, <laughs> new dynamics. It's all common. <laughs> I'm studying these people. <laughs> right. That's how it works though. I mean, I, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you got to learn from the best. Yes. <sighs> all right. With that, I just want to thank all our amazing listeners. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and Kenny, I will expect a guest very soon because you know you want to do it. Quit being shy. And Jaris, I just want to thank you so much for, for coming on tonight and sharing your wisdom. Um, any last words? Oh, just keep doing what you're doing because I believe in energy. And I believe that when two or more or one or more bodies are on the same wavelength on the same vibration i heard you say something happens quicker for me that's what i'm noticing things happen quicker when i'm truly aligned and not thinking about it or thinking about the benefits when it's something i really want to do to uplift me you said it it happens overnight just like that exactly so keep believing people if you are in a tough situation right now and you need prayer or you need somebody to come alongside you, reach out to Jairus and I. Jairus, where can people find you to get more information on your uh, business or if they want to reach out to you and just talk to you because you're such an amazing guy? Thank you. Well, we have been blessed now that you just type in my name, Jairus Tucker, or the hashtag Thinkers at Work, anywhere on the internet, Google, I'm going to pop up like that oh i got this wonderful text me now know what i've been building up and people just been blowing it up so you can text me that's the easiest way to reach me perfect again jaris thanks for being on and we will set a date 10 years from now and you'll be back on <laughs> let's set it from this day this day 10 years from now for me to be back on all right I, i'm actually writing this down Write because it down. it's going to happen when you write it down, I, I didn't understand it, but I, I, I got to get on some good friends of mine. They will be on me hard, oh, right? I, I hate writing. When I start writing stuff down, I notice it makes it realer. So thank you for having me. This is some confirmation that I needed. It's an honor and a pleasure, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Oh, thank you. Uh, have a good night, folks. Talk right. to you later. All right.